Hi, and welcome to the RCH Kids Health Info podcast, the podcast for parents about common child health concerns. I'm Dr Anthea Rhodes, paediatrician here at the RCH, and I'm co-hosting today with my friend and colleague, Dr Lexi Frydenberg. Welcome, Lex. Thanks, Anthea. It's great to be here today. From the Royal Children's Hospital, Melbourne, this is the Kids Health Info podcast. So today we're going to talk about something that has cropped up more and more in the media and in our schools, and that's vaping, which is the term used to describe inhaling vapour from an e-cigarette. So Lex, is this something that you've come across in your practice or perhaps even with your your kids and their friends? Yeah, look, I think it's really um, skyrocketed in the last few years in Australia. And I now ask the question very regularly with my teenage patients when I see them alone. I ask about um, other drugs, cigarette use, alcohol use, and I now include vaping. And I've been very surprised with how many uh, young people have tried it or are using it regularly. I've also discussed it more recently with my own teenagers. How did that go? It was fascinating. I have learned so much about it, but it is very prominent in schools. Um, Many teenagers are vaping in the toilets at lunchtime. Um, And I think there's a whole lingo and conversation around vaping that I was not aware of. So I think talking to teenagers is fascinating um, and they can tell us a lot about e-cigarettes and vaping. But I think what they don't understand is the harm that it can do. So e-cigarettes were originally marketed as a tool to help stop traditional smoking, but now there's reports that young people are taking them up in droves and they are in fact potentially harmful to health. So to talk about the facts here today, we've got a specialist paediatrician who works in respiratory medicine, so looking after the lungs here at the Royal Children's Hospital, Dr Moya Vandeleur. Welcome, Moya. Thanks so much for having me, Anthea. And can you tell us, how did you get involved in this area of interest in vaping? So as a doctor who looks after young people uh, who have breathing problems, e-cigarettes are really harmful to the lungs and it's a concern for me that young people don't know enough about the harms of vaping. Uh, So it's something that I thought was really important to come and talk to you about today. Fantastic. So we're seeing it in the news. We're hearing that it's happening in our schools. Vaping, also known as e-cigarettes or e-cigarette smoking, dueling is another term. Using puff bars is something that I've even heard more recently. For parents listening out there and thinking, what is this all about? Can we perhaps start with the the basics? What actually is vaping, Moya? So inhaling vapour from an e-cigarette is known as vaping. And e-cigarettes work by, they have a heating device and essentially they heat a liquid, it forms an aerosol, and then the person who's vaping inhales uh, the aerosol. So it looks like someone, it looks similar to traditional cigarettes in the sense that you're inhaling, breathing in um, a sort of smoky stuff and then breathing out. The type of liquid can vary. And so some e-cigarettes uh, have liquid with nicotine. The liquid can have other um, flavoured substances, chemicals. Sometimes we don't know what's in e-cigarette liquid. Some teenagers use e-cigarette liquid that has marijuana-derived products, so such as you might have heard of something called THC, which is the um, 
brain activating or um, addictive substance um, that gives people a rush when they um, smoke marijuana. Yeah, so they come in a variety of liquids that you can then vape or smoke. And most of them, as, as far as I'm aware, from, from teenagers are flavoured and that's why they've been so attractive to them. They taste quite good and you don't have the smell of the cigarettes as well. But the problem being is it's really unregulated in Australia. So a large number, I think I heard up to 80% actually have nicotine, even though it's not advertised. That's one of the key problems that teenagers or even adults don't know exactly what they're inhaling. Um, It is very unregulated. So there are laws in Australia governing um, e-cigarette use. So um, essentially, it's actually illegal um, to to buy or sell e-cigarettes that contain nicotine. Um, To anyone or just under 16s? Um, actually, to anybody, to adults and to children, uh, for the over 18 group, um, so for adults, there are exceptions. So if you have a prescription from your doctor, you can buy is e-cigarettes for personal use. I guess for um, smoking cessation, some adults are prescribed e-cigarettes with nicotine. For children, buying or selling e-cigarettes containing anything is is illegal. So I think let's just pick up for a minute on what you said there about smoking cessation. So Mm. these products were originally, as I understand it, developed as a tool to help people perhaps who are addicted to traditional or tobacco cigarette smoking. And for that reason, perhaps people think they might be harmless. So can you tell us a bit about what it is that you know, makes them unsafe. Mm. So the thing to remember is that our lungs are designed to uh, breathe in air, to breathe in oxygen. Yes. Inhaling vapour from e-cigarettes exposes the lung to particulate matter and this can be irritant to the upper airways, to the lungs, and it has been associated with um, short and long-term lung injury. And so it, it certainly is not safe. And if you think about other medical products that are inhaled into the lungs, so drugs for asthma, for instance, they've gone through a really rigorous process of evaluation to make sure they're safe for use. And the same can't be said for e-cigarette use. So what do you mean by particulate matter? So for parents listening and they're thinking, okay, so they're breathing this in, what what is that? What happens when when someone does that? So an e-cigarette heats up the liquid uh, within the device and then it aerosolizes it so it converts it to very small particles and these particles are in the vapour, they're in that cloud and they're inhaled into the lungs and those particles are not safe. Um, so even though we can't see them, they're causing damage to our lung because they're so microscopic. That's right. You should consider it like a, a poison or a toxic substance. And then from there, whatever's in that, I guess, gets absorbed into the body in different ways as well, depending on what is being breathed in, like nicotine, and then that can cause its own issues as well. Mm, That's right. So very similar to cigarettes, which cause lung damage. E-cigarettes cause lung damage. Um, And the risks at this time are are somewhat unknown, although we know that in America, for instance, there was this outbreak of um, very serious lung injury associated with e-cigarette use. This happened in 2019. There were nearly 3,000 people hospitalised and there were deaths associated with e-cigarette use. And what was the reason behind that? What was the contents of the the liquid? Looking at sort of patient reports, 
they reported using e-cigarettes that majority contained THC, some were just nicotine containing. Um, And when doctors and scientists looked at the substances in those e-cigarettes and then looked at some of the lung fluid from people that were admitted um, with that lung injury, they found um, a vitamin E acetate, um, which is often used to actually make homemade additions to e-cigarettes. And it comes back to that idea that e-cigarettes are um, a lot of products aren't regulated. We don't know what um, those products contain. So essentially people don't know what they're inhaling into their lungs often when they buy unregulated products online or when they alter those products um, themselves. And I think for for young people and, you know, teenagers in particular, as you mentioned before, Lexi, these things might uh, not smell like traditional tobacco smoking cigarettes. In fact, they're scented often and and there's some that have very little scent. Uh, so there's a sense that they might not seem or feel unhealthy, like that product that they're breathing in seems cleaner, if mm. you like. And even the word vapour and the, the idea of inhaling sort of a vapour seems cleaner than tobacco smoke. Yeah, I think it's confusing for young people, actually, because when they think of e-cigarettes, they might know that they're prescribed as a smoking cessation um, tool um, and therefore might think, well, if a doctor prescribes it um, for an adult, it has to be safe. And actually, when you look at some of the marketing, particularly from Europe, um, it is marketed either as, as quite a clean product, and as you say, that sort of idea of a fruit flavouring, I mean, that seems mm. very harmless. And even the idea that vitamin E is in something, I mean, that sounds like a vitamin. It sounds like a healthy thing. So it might be difficult for people to understand that just because a product might be safe to maybe eat or even rub on your skin, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe to breathe it in. I was part of the Thoracic Society um, conference recently and was very interested to hear an adult lung specialist who deals with adults with lung cancer who spends a lot of time talking to those people about giving up cigarettes and she said she would never prescribe an e-cigarette. That message from someone who, um, you know, looks after adults with, you know, lung cancer is really important. So there's a lot of inappropriate marketing that targets young people and some of that is by using glamorous, popular, um, you know, movie stars. If you look online, you can uh, see some of those people um, who I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention names. We won't name names. <laughs> we, we won't, won't name, name names. Shame. There's many famous singers and celebrities and influencers who yes. are vaping and promoting certain products. Mm. So there's that sort of glamorising, if you like, um, and somewhat normalising the use yes. of e-cigarettes. That is a real concern because I think it it um, there's an association. Uh, between uh, normalising e-cigarettes and just getting it back into the forefront mm. of young people's minds. And, um, and what's and- really interesting, I think nowadays when they make movies, we don't see people smoking like we used to, smoking cigarettes. But actually in a lot of the new dramas and, and made-for-TV series, there are people vaping. So I think we're, we haven't caught up with e-cigarettes and vaping like we have with traditional yeah. cigarettes. And and you're absolutely right, Moya, in that happening, as Lexi's just talked about, we are normalising it, aren't we? Because there has been a period where if you saw a teenager smoking... Mm, it would be shocking. Yeah. I mean, in addition to that sort of glamorising and normalising, there are there's marketing campaigns that are making false claims about health benefits and the fact that it's safe. 
think other strategies are to sort of promote this idea of it being a, a sort of fun new activity. Mm. So you're probably aware of these sort of vaping competitions that involve, um, you know, producing the biggest sort of cloud. And, and I mean, if you go yeah, uh, online, you can see all of this. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lingo around vaping and all the different things you can do with vaping. And a lot of people are uploading that to their social media profiles. And I think when, when I've been speaking to teenagers about vaping, um, both my patients and, and my teenagers and their friends, they believe that it was safer than the other risk-taking options that most teens do. So safer than cigarettes, alcohol, um, weed, Someone even mentioned pregnancy, so you can't get pregnant from smoking an e-cigarette. So safety was a big factor. Again, if we think way back, there was a time when cigarettes were marketed as a healthy product. It was, you know, decades of lots of smoking before people really understood and were able to demonstrate the link between cigarette smoking and cancer and all the other problems that we know now are very much considered fact, but for a long time... There was concern maybe, but no one had been able to prove it. Mm. One of the other things I think while we're talking about the harms that might be helpful, Moira, is to think about actual nicotine itself. So we've talked about how there could be anything in vape juice or pod juice or vape liquid, whatever you want to call it. It could be made anywhere. Some of those products might be harmful. What about actual nicotine? What role has that got here? Mm. So nicotine is the addictive substance found in um, regular cigarettes. Um And we know that nicotine has definite harms for the growing and developing brain. And adolescent brain development continues until the age of 25, and it's a really vulnerable period. In terms of uh, the known effects of nicotine, it can can affect cognitive development, it can um, have impacts on um, behaviour, it can have impacts on impulse control um, and mood. And so it can be a really damaging substance for young people to expose themselves to um, at a crucial period in their development. And what we know about nicotine is that young people who use nicotine are more likely than to develop, you know, addiction later in life. And so there are lots of um, health impacts of um, mm. of nicotine. And and when you talk about addiction to nicotine, so traditionally that's what we've seen with the cigarette smoking industry, tobacco mm. industry, mm. and. By bringing nicotine into the lives of young people through vaping, is that then setting them up for a long-term habit, perhaps, of nicotine addiction as well? Yeah, so that idea is really important for people to understand, actually, that using e-cigarettes, we know that um, there's research that shows that young people that use e-cigarettes are more likely to smoke now and they're more likely to smoke in the future. And we also know that tobacco companies actually own and manufacture a lot of e-cigarettes. So it's been a really clever way um, to transition um, from making money out of uh, traditional cigarettes to now making money out of e-cigarettes. And it's even more clever because young people that use e-cigarettes are more likely to then go on and um, and smoke. And the tobacco industry, particularly in Australia, is very regulated. So cigarettes are now very expensive. And, you know, the teenagers do say that vaping and e-cigarettes are so readily accessible and they're cheap compared to other cigarettes. So it really is then this concept of a gateway drug Mm. that we had talked about. That's how that works. And that is something that there's evidence for. Mm. And we have to remember that nine out of 10 adults who smoke cigarettes actually started in their 
teenage years. Wow, right. So um, we're just looking at the same phenomenon yeah. all over again. And is that thought to be really back to what you talked about, that idea that your brain is developing at a crucial time and if an addiction is established then through those teenage and young adult years, it's going to be much more difficult to switch that off? That's absolutely the concern. Um, when young people have been interviewed, the number one reason for starting vaping is curiosity. And we know that adolescence is a is a time of experimentation and that's that's very normal. Um, and but we need to be aware that that's how young people are are lured in. Um, when you look at older um, older people, adults, um, they take it up because it tastes better, it's cheaper, they think it's less harmful. So a lot of that is about misinformation, and that's why we need a public health um, sort of strategy that um, involves you know, educating the entire Australian population about, you know, the risks associated with e-cigarette use. Um, I think for young people, we need to have more education in schools. It is part of the um, education curriculum now that um, schools are starting to talk about vaping, but that's a very new thing. It's behind, if you like. We need to play catch up in that way. Mm, and I think anecdotally, we are hearing about teenagers vaping and at a much younger age than they previously would have tried cigarettes. And yes. because the nicotine is so addictive, and many of them don't know that there's nicotine in what they're vaping, um, they're using it more and more often. So we're hearing stories from teachers and principals from school that, you know, the bathrooms are a place at lunchtime and between exams that many people are vaping. Um, and schools are really having to deal with this issue now. Yeah. And there's also products that produce low or very little vape. Um, now so that it can be done more discreetly and things like at school where people won't necessarily notice. There's definitely stories of kids who are vaping in class right in front of teachers and teachers aren't aware that it's happening. Wow. I think the important concept is that um, is not so much to think about e-cigarettes having a, a, you know, any uh, lower risk than traditional cigarettes. It's just that they're a different risk. And you know what I found fascinating Um how an e-cigarette works is that, you know, the liquid gets heated, as you mentioned, but apparently gets heated to a very, very high degree. Mm. And there's been quite a number of cases overseas where the e-cigarettes have exploded and caused significant burns and, and injury to teenagers and adults um, requiring burns surgery. Yeah, so, I mean, there are other associated risks, such as that, you know, um, explosion and, and burns, but also actually, you know, there have been cases where children and adults have actually swallowed um, the e-cigarette liquid, and that can be um, extremely poisonous, and there's actually been deaths associated with that. And coming back to that idea of regulation and safety. I think one of the big issues about the online purchase of um, of vaping liquid is that we don't know what's in it. And therefore, if, you know, if there's an accident at home, often there's no um, sort of labelling um, on, the, on the packaging and parents just know, they don't know what substance their child, for instance, may have um, swallowed. Not only are they not um, I guess labelled well. They're not in childproof packaging, and as we've we know, sometimes they're actually in packaging that looks really appealing and interesting because it's part of the marketing. So they may look mm. like something that's fun or interesting to drink, but in fact, it's that nicotine that can be incredibly poisonous. It's a real, issue, it's a real, it? it's a yeah. Sadly, here at the children's hospital, we have had a case of a young child, a toddler, who had accidentally swallowed e-cigarette liquid at home, and they passed away. How do you think we should address it as parents? 
Uh, one is educate ourselves and find out a bit more about what vaping is. But what would some of your recommendations be about talking to your kids about e-cigarettes and vaping? Mm. I think, as you mentioned, one of the first um, important steps is actually to inform yourself and educate yourself so that you know um, what the harms of e-cigarettes are. We have an information sheet here at the Royal Children's that parents can easily access online. There's also there's some really good American websites, I think, because vaping is so prevalent in young people in America. They're sort of a few steps ahead of us with that sort of, um, with the public health information and education in schools. So um, if parents want to go on to the um, Centres for Disease Control, the CDC website, there's some really excellent fact sheets, both for parents, for professionals and for young people. Great. Um, so that's probably the best place to start. And of course, in Australia, we have um, QUIT. Yeah. And so they have some useful resources as well. In our own research here at the Children's Hospital, we found that parents are great at talking with their teenagers about some of the risks that are perhaps better known. So things like alcohol, drinking, other drug use, 80% or more of parents said they'd had those sorts of conversations with their teenagers. But when it came to vaping, they were much less confident and fewer than 40% had ever brought that topic up. Yeah, so I, I think that's the crucial point, isn't it? I would imagine that it's it's simply about lack of knowledge and awareness um, about, you know, how many young people are vaping, access to vaping, um, that is behind why, you know, parents aren't um, comfortable with those conversations. So I think the first step is to educate yourself um, and to feel comfortable, you know, and knowledgeable about what the risks are associated with um, with vaping. And then to include those um, that information in, in those chats with your um, kids, um, you know, that you feel more comfortable having around the harms of cigarettes and alcohol and um, and include vaping in that. I think, um, you know, the key messages um, that I would always give to parents when it comes to talking to, their, uh, to young people is that it's very normal to want to experiment, but these are the facts and you just need to know um, what the harms are and not to, you know, for those conversations, uh, not to be judgmental. Um, often the best approach is to have, um, they might be sort of short interactions that happen frequently rather than a really uh, big, overwhelming, deep and meaningful that's, you know, somewhat. Table, <laughs> yeah. And I think we've discussed this before with adolescents and, and um, young people is have a conversation while you're doing something mm. else. So while mm. you're mm. driving with them in the car, you might bring it up. And I think one of the lessons I've learned as a paediatrician seeing a lot of teenagers is ask them mm. what they know mm. and get them to educate you because you'll be surprised with how much information they have and then you make the conversation um, a two-way conversation rather than you telling them what the harms are. Yeah, I totally agree, Lexi. I think sometimes approach with curiosity, Mm. just start with a few questions and and see where it goes. And you might not get to the point where you feel like you're able to share all your concerns in that first chat, but at least you've opened the door. Yeah, so knowing where they're at with their health knowledge is a, is a good place to start. And of course, I think modelling um, behaviour is really important. So um, if, if you do have to vape, um, if parents are vaping, then to do that um, away from children. We actually, we haven't spoken about some of the um, the health impacts of, of, of passive vaping, yes. which, you know, that particulate matter is irritant to the upper airway and to um, lungs. So, so it's a bit um, like passive smoking. It's a bit like yeah. passive smoking, exactly. Around kids. And sometimes you see this in cars, for example. So on that 
Moya, how do the laws around that, around vaping and children or vaping in public places, look different to the laws around cigarette smoking? Mm, They're the same. So here in Victoria, the same laws that uh, apply to uh, traditional cigarette smoking in terms of where you're allowed to smoke apply to e-cigarettes. And is it actually legal for kids to vape? No. So it's it's illegal. Um, it's illegal for people to sell e-cigarettes um, to children, but it's also illegal for children to buy e-cigarettes. Um, that said, as we've mentioned, it's very teenagers easy. Teenagers do illegal things. Yeah. Like that's p- part of adolescence is that journey, yeah. isn't and it? And I think many mm. teenagers don't know it's illegal. No, they may not know and themselves. It's very accessible online um, as well. So, mm. you know, I think it's been very unclear thus far from governments, et cetera, what the laws around e-cigarettes and vaping are. And I think that's probably a real work in progress at the moment because it's so new in Australia. Mm. Yeah. One other question about the laws before we move on from that. You mentioned that it's not legal to have nicotine in um, vape liquid in Australia without a prescription, but at the same time, often that's not actually the case. Is that correct? That it doesn't, uh, these products do contain nicotine. That's right. So there have been studies looking at what e-cigarette um, liquid contains, and they're quite alarming, actually, because there are many cases where e-cigarettes are labelled as not containing nicotine, and they do contain nicotine. And also the quantities of nicotine, um, as I've read in one, you know, a single e-liquid pod, is equivalent often to that of an entire packet of cigarettes. Yeah, that's right. So, Okay, so if as a parent we... Um, suspect or or think that our child might be vaping and they might have got a nicotine addiction now, Um, what would you recommend? How would we address that? And who would we go to seek help from? Mm. So I think the GP, your um, family GP, is a really good place to start. They'll be able to chat to the young person um, just to add to that conversation about the health impacts, but then also help them you know, if they're motivated to stop using e-cigarettes. School counsellors and nurses are another good resource um, for that initial uh, conversation. Um, But the Quit Helpline, there are online resources as well. So um, So really we have to think about teenagers take risks. This is another much newer risk-taking behaviour that they're getting involved with. But having the conversations like we do with alcohol and cigarettes with our young people is the place to start and getting help quite early in the piece if they're getting addicted. Thanks so much, Moya. You've really helped us learn an enormous amount today about vaping and e-cigarettes. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm hoping for the listeners there's some facts that you've picked up and some things that you can perhaps talk about with your friends and with your kids. And we've got more information in our show notes. So we've got an RCH Kids Health Info fact sheet that's recently been updated, as well as a few other links that Moya has mentioned. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And even better, leave us a review because this helps other people to learn more about our show. Thanks for listening. Information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended to support, not replace, discussions with your doctor or healthcare professional. If you are concerned about your child, please consult your local healthcare professional for further advice.